is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to Soaring Eagle Casino Casino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Here we go with our number two on the only show, Willing to Tell Like It Is. We're all about huge opinions, big name guest. Lions have traded Hawkinson to the Vikings. They get a 2023 second rounder, 2024 third rounder. Worst team in football right now. Biggest free fall I've seen in team history. And they're going to give the fan base and the team this news of trading Hawk. Good luck getting anybody back under Campbell and Holmes. They'll have to win games. It's the only way. No offseason. I don't care about overall number one pick. And, oh, we're going to need three years with C.J. Stroud. We've seen this before. Dan Campbell is not an NFL head coach. He's not. And if the Lions aren't smart enough to go offer Sean Payton everything and get an experienced head coach that they never had, right? They had Mariucci for a while, but Millen was a complete train wreck. Darrell Rogers, right? I'm going old. Man, on and Clark. Any of you saying, well, he deserves another third or another season. Why? And same with Holmes. You know, you, we watch Quinn and Patricia trade away slaying digs. You don't think they can up that secondary right now? And you could still have Stafford. And Hawk. God. Uh, Dr. K just dropped another text. You've set a record. All the doctors are sitting here looking at the mobile blood pressure device. It's like watching a slot machine. Dr. K went on to say it looks like one of those water guns at the carnival where it goes up and up and up. And if you hit the top, your $22 investment gets you a $2 mini lion. Uh, I want your feedback on the hawk trade on the Lions right now. Where are you at, Lions Nation? We've had interesting comments at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. All of our social network interaction is presented by the Denver Nuggets G League team, the Grand Rapids Gold. They have a free open practice tonight at 5 p.m., followed by a free scrimmage you can watch. And then free autograph session afterwards at Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. So that happens at 5 o'clock tonight. Runs till around 7. It's free to get in at Van Andel Arena and see the Denver Nuggets G League team. The Grand Rapids Gold go through a practice, a two-quarter scrimmage, and then a free autograph signing session beginning at 5 tonight inside Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. That's awesome. Uh, Their first home game, by the way, is Thursday night, November 10th at Van Andel Arena. 
Speaking of in Andal Arena, Superfly inside this hour will give away our final pair of tickets to see comedian Bill Burr. That's Thursday night, right? Not tomorrow night. Thursday night. At Van Andel Arena. Tickets do remain. Superfly and I are going. We're going to be in the Akershire VIP Lounge. We're trying to get a meet and greet, but because my name's Bill, he won't meet any other Bills. So I was going to go with Bob Simonson, but then people would say, you don't look like your brother. I cannot wait to see him in a big arena. That is going to be fantastic. Tickets do remain at your local Ticketmaster outlets. Bill Burr, uh, one of my favorite comedians, on the big stage in the big arena, Thursday night, Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. Get your tickets at your local Ticketmaster outlets. Inside this hour, more on the Hawk trade. Mike O'Hare, DetroitLions.com will join us from Allen Park here in about 25 minutes. Tim Stout from our affiliate, the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing. I want to get his thoughts on the Hawk trade and also what are they saying in East Lansing about the tunnel melee on Saturday night. You want to join us, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838. Huge Bud Light, huge question of the day. Do you agree with the Hawk trade? And what gives you hope with the Lions right now? Seriously, what gives you hope? You don't know if he can... Take him next level as a head coach. We don't know if Holmes is the guy. He's less than two years in. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, there's that owl again. Who? Let's go to Tim Stout. Stout on Sports. Heard weekday mornings at 10 a.m. on the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing. You can hear the huge show tape delayed weeknights at 6 p.m. on the game, 7.30 a.m. Before I get your thoughts on what happened after the Michigan-Michigan State game, when you heard the news that Hawk had been traded, what's the first thing that went through your mind? I said, Bill's going to be a little bit down today because he had him at no worse than 10-7 and seven this fall. They can still finish 10-7 and seven if they win nine of their last ten. And he's going to be a little discouraged that that guy went to a divisional rival. That's the first thing I thought. I actually said 9-7. and seven. I said the top side would be 10-7. and seven. Uh, That was after they were 1-1. One and one. I started looking at the schedule playing that game. That really worked out. I'll tell you what, two years of the Campbell-Holmes era between my Stafford prediction and now this, that may be why my blood pressure is 1090 over 980 right now. Well, when I see this Sheila Ford Hamp talk and represent an NFL ownership bill, come on, among the 32 teams, does she look like she's the one amongst those 32 teams that has an idea along the bloodlines of the Ford family of how the NFL is successful. Come on. Uh, I mean, I'm not – I never get it, – it's, it's more amazing to me how games get – like the Miami game. I was outside. They're up, you know, big at the half, and I thought Miami was so due to lose this game. And the Lions have come so close in some of these games. So, you know, and then they go from 27 at halftime and get shut out in the second half and lose again. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. I mean, I would think if you're ever going to beat Green Bay at home, you've got them in disarray. But I have trouble in the office finding anybody that thinks that they're going to beat Aaron Rodgers. So we'll see. Yeah, I think they're going to get drilled by Green Bay. Your team sees a top two player go. You, you, your coach has made horrific decisions that has cost you games. You're inconsistent. Uh, you're playing Rodgers and the Packers where their season may be on the line. 
I don't know how the Lions stay within 10 points of Rodgers on well, Sunday. So in the aftermath of Hawkinson, they now have for next year two first-round picks, two second-round picks, two third-round mm. picks, and five of the top 65. That sounds fantastic for a team that knows how to draft. But how do you know that with those picks, they're going to pick somebody that's going to help them right away? I don't have a shred of confidence that they have a clue as to how to. I mean, even this Jamison Williams, I would never have taken a, in their situation when the guy was fully healthy. That made sense. He's not fully healthy, and they got and they were completely buffaloed. They kept telling you, well, you know, by the end of the summer, well, you know, by the first month, well, you know, by October. Now you wonder is he ever going to come back at all? And when you're one and six, why bring it back at all anyway? I mean, it's just mind-boggling to me that they are so inept at every single thing uh. they do. And in my opinion, it starts right at the ownership, and it's been that way for years. It has not changed. It's been that way for years. You know, Tim, uh, people coming at me at Huge Show on Twitter saying, hey, the draft picks will help them uh, get where they need to go quicker. And I'm like, someone sent me that direct message. And I'm going, so what, what, what has Holmes or Campbell done that gives you sincere faith, given 22 all-pro players, they could still manage that team to be the best in the NFC North or even a playoff team? Well, and I think, you know, the whole issue with them is they have a number of veterans, including Goff, that they're going to have to decide whether they extend them or not or take the cap space and then try to sign free agents. But I'm not convinced free agents would take all that money and go to Detroit because they want to win and they don't win. So, I mean, look, the guy's 419-1, and and it's every single time. You know, when they brought in Quinn and Patricia, oh, man, these guys are from the New England Patriots. They've got that pedigree, fantastic. And they couldn't run him out of town fast enough. Now they get this guy, he's a player's coach, and his homes. this guy was a big deal on the West Coast, blah, blah, blah. And now they're 419-1. and one. I mean, it's almost, it's almost mystical that anybody that they put into authority every single time does not have a shred of success. It's mind-boggling. It's all, like I say, it's almost like divine no. intervention. Because you can't make it up. I'm going to tell you why, Tim. And I'm, I'm going to say this. Because they're not hiring anybody with experience in the position they're hiring them into. You keep taking guys who have been assistants and not head coaches. You take a guy who is director of uh, scouting or assistant GM like Holmes. They need somebody who's been a GM. And they need to go hire Sean Payton, let him pick the GM. And that's how you do it. Just how just how Stevie Y is doing it with the wings right now, even though what they give up like 11 last night. Or eight. It was like eight last night, whatever it was. They got drilled. Well, I pre- it's like I predicted. I said, I think Bill's going to. I said on the show at the end today, Brock says to me, well, what do you think of the Hawkins deal? I said, the only thing I think is, is Bill's going to be a little down on the Lions because he usually has Monday, but stayed in Michigan and wiped the Lions on oh. Monday. They bumped, they bumped him to Tuesday, but don't worry, he'll make up for it today. Oh, and the Lions, the Lions were totally off the radar because of the Michigan State, Michigan melee that we'll get to in a moment, and they went back front and center by trading Hawk before the NFL trading deadline today. They don't understand the fan impact. The Ford family has never been connected to the fans. The coaches don't care. They're all getting paid. They think they got all the time in the world. This reminds me of Quinn and Patricia. It really does, and Dan is a much more likable guy uh, than Patricia. A million times better, but it's not about good guys. It's about coaches who can mold this team, can in-game find strategy to counter what they're doing, and you see none of that from Campbell. Yeah, well, you got to pace yourself because you got 10 more games to get through yet. 
And some of those games don't look like they're going to be too easy to me and don't determine Thanksgiving dinner on their chances of winning. Oh, Buffalo Bills on Thanksgiving. I'm eating Thanksgiving dinner at eight o'clock in the morning. (laughs) I hear you. I'm not even going to watch it. I'm going to watch planes, trains and automobiles. That's what I'm going to do. I hear you. I'm not going to watch it. I I will DVR it. Uh, There's no way I'm going to let that ruin a holiday when... You know, the Christmas decorations are going up and you're hanging around relatives you can't stand. I'm not going to let anybody ruin that. Yeah, I hear you. There's 10, 10 more of these things to go. Brace yourself. That's uh, exactly right. Uh, Never- brace yourself. Uh, Roger, this is uh, your captain. I'm Tim Stout. I'll be flying uh, Lions Airways. we got 10 more flights, so welcome on board. All right, Tim. Uh, what's the, the, the feeling of people you know connected to Michigan State about what happened in that tunnel Saturday night after the Michigan loss and where it's at right now and where it will be moving forward, short-term, long-term? Well, in my opinion, it was a divided fan base in the first place for a variety of different reasons. I mean, I think a lot of these people, Bill, you know, they went 11-2 last year, and we got a high-paid guy and blah, blah, blah. We got all these recruits and blah, blah, blah. Boy, wait till this year. And then you beat two MAC teams easily in the first two weeks, and then the bottom completely, completely, for the most part, has fallen out. Even the one win in the last six games was at home in double overtime against a team that had already fired its coach. So I think there already was a great deal of despair there. I never found anybody around here whoever legitimately thought they could beat Michigan. Okay, and then the way that you know the way the game played out, you know, was kind of a, a downer game in a variety of different ways anyway because they were so inept on offense. They didn't give up a lot of points, but Michigan still scored seven times if you count the field goals. Then you get the aftermath. I I, I think it's a fractured fan base. I think there's a lot of discouragement. I think a lot of them are braced to wait and see how this is going to play out legally and with the Big Ten. My sense is there are more players are going to be involved with suspensions from the Big Ten as early as tomorrow and at least one noteworthy player for sure. And and whether or not they all come back or any come back or if there's a fine, I mean, I think a lot of people here were fully embarrassed. This video has gone all over the country. It's been on all the national programs uh, it, it's just, it, look, it's been a bizarre year. It's been a year that nobody saw coming after they beat Pittsburgh in the Peach Bowl. We got, uh, you know, we lost Walker, but we got all these guys back. We got the quarterback back, and we got all these guys in a transfer portal, and, and on and on and on it went. And then the first two games, frankly, didn't really give you a clue that they might be in trouble. And of course, as they say, you know, the rest is history. So, but that said, First of all, if you just said to me in August, come November 5th, Illinois is going to be a 16-and-a-half-point favorite over Michigan Mm. State when they play, I would have said you're absolutely stone nuts. And yet, Illinois is a 16-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm not quite sure why. I'm not totally sold on Illinois. That said, if somehow Michigan State could get its act together and somehow win there, which I don't necessarily think will happen, but if that would happen, Bill, They've got home games with Rutgers and Indiana. You would think those would be reasonably winnable. Suppose they were. That would give them three in a row, six and five, guaranteed bowl bet, and at least the rhetoric going to the final game at Penn State would be if we win, we finish with four straight wins, seven and five, and we get a, a, a you know better bowl bet. Now, there's 8,000 ifs in there. I get all that. However, if you're selling your players on what you're still playing for, 
to me, this season is Illinois. If they lose that game and they get to three and six, then all bets are off because I think dissension. I listened to two of their, but they only made two guys available today and they made the media wait an hour and they told the media, don't ask them about Saturday and they're not allowed to comment on it, which of course made it mostly a waste of time. So Henderson and Thorne basically commented on the state of the team. Well, like they say, they hope they stay together. They hope they kind of somehow pull it together, but they don't splinter apart. And somehow they hope they go and play well at Illinois. I mean, we'll find out Saturday. If, if they do win it, I, I think, frankly, in a mild way, there's a way they could salvage something. But if they don't win it, you know, I mean, you just do the numbers. They'd be three and six. And they're probably going to lose to Penn State anyway. And then you got a losing season after an 11 to two. And the thought will be that their coach, who they put on this pedestal in his four-year college coaching career, will have had three losing seasons. That's not opinion. That's just what the facts would be. Tim Stout from Stout on Sports in our Philly. The game, 7.30 a.m. You can hear Timmy weekday mornings at 10 a.m. The huge show is tape delayed weeknights, 6 until 9 p.m. on the game, 7.30 a.m. You said that you thought a prominent player could be suspended uh, by the Big Ten. Are you hearing that behind the scenes? Well, I think most of the media that covers Michigan State, Bill, who's looked at this video carefully, is concerned about linebacker Jacoby Winman because a lot of the media believe that it's a possibility he's going to get he's going to get suspended moving forward because the four that were suspended Sunday were the first four obvious. You know, look, Michigan State made that move as a preemptive strike against the Big Ten saying, you guys haven't done a thing. So by doing that, it shows the Big Ten and everyone else we're very concerned about this. It's not acceptable. That's what Tucker went ad nauseum saying yesterday. So if we have a preemptive strike, does that lessen the blow mm. once the Big Ten gets done with us? The media around the unit, around the program amongst itself after searching through this video endlessly believes that Winman, who's the three-time Big Ten Defensive Player of the Week, uh, you know, has, has done pretty well since they moved him to linebacker, that he looks like he possibly could be vulnerable if the Big Ten is going to add any more names to that. Take it for whatever it's worth. Tim, I take everything of value from you. <laughs> or from you, it has value on the huge show. I'm trying to figure that out. You know, before I go, I listened to you and Comp yesterday. And I think the issue there, Comp's on the show every Thursday. I think, Bill, the point he was trying to make was not to deflect blame. I think what he was saying to you was that when Franklin made his complaint against Michigan, the mistake he made with you is he said Harbaugh could have changed the tunnel. I don't think that's what he really means. I think what he meant was when you've got a rivalry coming up like Michigan State and you just had a problem in the tunnel with another tough team and there were some issues in that tunnel, maybe the University of Michigan could say, hey, let's in advance, let's figure out a way to avoid any issues from a rivalry game that's emotional and figure out a way to separate these teams going up and down the tunnel. I, I think that's what he meant by the fact that that's where Michigan you know, might have reacted. Now, obviously, Harbaugh said right away, well, he's a whiner and all that, and there's some, you know, there's some personal issues between these coaches. I, I, there, when I listened to what Harbaugh said yesterday about the criminality, I thought to myself, he must not think two cents worth of Tucker because he has really let Michigan State have it over this issue. And as you've listened to Harbaugh through the years, you know, he's pretty reserved in a lot of ways what he says. On this issue, he's just come out swinging 
completely from the fences against Michigan State. I don't think Comp meant to say that the Michigan State was blameless. I think he thought in hindsight, after that complaint from Penn State, might we, as an athletic department, looked at a way, could we be very careful with this tunnel issue on two teams in there, given the fact that we have a rival coming up? I don't want to speak for him. That's what I read into it as to what he was telling you. Like I told Comp yesterday, and I've told everybody on Twitter, Facebook, in person, a lot of conversation about my interview with him I respect his opinion. He has a right to his opinion. I have a right to mine. You have a right to yours. Ballas does to his. All's good, man. I, I don't. I don't. When it comes to political or sports opinions, I don't judge my friends or the people I work right. with on their sports or political opinions. They want to get personal. No, then it, then it yeah. gets to another level. I was driving to the airport to pick up my wife, and I heard he was coming on. So as usual, I stuck with it the whole way. And look, both of you know what you're doing. Both of you have a good rapport. Both of you, and I love ballast. Nobody knows that thing like he does. So whenever those guys are on, I the only reason I know what I know is because I listen to those two guys. <laughs> They're both good, and uh, I'll I'll continue with Jim with ballast. Uh, I I never will tell them what to think, what to say, and I can disagree. They can disagree with me, and we all move sure. on. Timmy, I love you. Always appreciate you listening. Keep up the great work on the game, 730 AM in Lansing. Good, Bill. Talk to you soon. Have a great day. Yeah, he is a good man on and off air. Tim Stout from the Stout on Sports Broadcast. Remember the huge show tape delayed weeknight, 6 p.m. until 9 p.m. on the game, 730 AM in Lansing. More on the Hawk trade. Michael O'Hara, DetroitLions.com. He'll join us next. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. Imagine this, a day filled with indulgence, bursting with excitement, and packed with extraordinary moments that build memories to last a lifetime. A day that is unmistakably yours, at the place that is undeniably spectacular. Whether you're winning big, dining lavishly, or relaxing oh so comfortably, it's your getaway reimagined at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Huge here for the Grand Rapids Gold. They're the Denver Nuggets G League team coached by former NBA All-Star Andre Miller. And they'll be playing their home games in downtown Grand Rapids at Van Andel Arena. And the Gold's home opener in GR will be Thursday night, November 10th. If you need tickets, quick link, follow the Grand Rapids Gold on Twitter, Facebook, or just Google Grand Rapids Gold. Their home opener is on Thursday night, November 10th at Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Tom Rosenbach. Now, he's a managing partner at Bean Carter. They're one of America's top accounting and business firms. They're based in downtown Grand Rapids. They now have merged with Dorn Mayhew from the east side of the state, and they're stronger than ever before in the state of Michigan, the Midwest, and coast-to-coast when it comes to your accounting and business needs. Find out more at beancarter.com. That's B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. Also, Thomas stepped up with... With $1,500 in cash in the Beat Huge Pro Football Picks Contest. 
Now, if you beat my picks just one week, you'll be in the drawing at the end of the pro football season for $1,500 in cash from Tom Rosenbach and Bean Garter. Thursday night game is always a freebie. You have until Sunday morning to play every week through the big game. You can play once or play every week. Do what you want to, but get your picks in now at thehugeshow.net. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan Tuesday broadcast, originating from the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Store Studio. Superfly Hayes, our executive producer. Mild surprise, if not a shock, to watch Hawk go to the Vikings. Inside the NFC North traded earlier today, pending the physical. 2023. Second rounder, 2024 third rounder. Some of the details from the trade. Michael Hare, DetroitLions.com. Senior columnist insider when it comes to Lions and the NFL standing by. So on the Michael Hara shock meter, 0 to 10, where would you put the hog trade today at? Uh, I'd put it right in the middle, about a 5. There's been a lot of conversation about it that, that you know, this would be his last year in Detroit. And, you know, some of it centered on the, you know, the, the, uh, uh, draft day today, and so no, I'm not. I'm not shocked. A little bit surprised, but not shocked at all. No, there was there was too much buzz about it to be shocked. So, uh, what does the trade do to this team that is free falling and trying to find their way? Well, I don't know how much more they can free fall because they're at the, they're I know, in the league talking, right now. Yeah, a one win team. I know what you mean. I, you know, look. Obviously, they're building for the future, and and you know when Sheila Hamp came out last week and talked to the media for a few minutes, she said something that nobody had said before: was that it turns out that this is a teardown; it's not a rebuild. Well, today the teardown continued. We got one of your probably one of your five or six best players doesn't figure in your long term plans, so go ahead and trade them. You know, they found a willing partner out there in Minnesota because Irv Smith, they're a real good tight end, but not in certainly not in TJ's uh, TJ Hawkinson's class, but. I went on injured reserve today with a bad ankle and ankle injury, and so the Vikings who are six and one. You know they're they're sniffing not just playoffs, but you know maybe a conference championship, maybe a Super Bowl. Acted quickly to add T.J. Hackinson, and that's an upgrade for them. Well, what's the selling point to the fans? Just wait. You mentioned what Sheila Ford Hamp said. Do you do you wait and hope that Campbell, who hasn't really shown he can bring any consistency? To this team and what four nineteen and one and you got Holmes who was a new GM on the job has acquired some good talent. It's kind of similar to Quinn. I thought you know outside of you know trading Slay and Diggs, they didn't do that bad a job with talent. Just Patricia couldn't produce it on the field. Well, what's the message to the fans listening right now, Michael? Well, I'm glad I'm not the one who has to deliver it. But should we try pay, stay patient again? Please be patient. Mm. You know, the, the rebuild, I mean, they're in a full rebuild, you know, and there's not much more to tear down, I wouldn't think. This was, this was really a big chunk of that, but, you know, it's, it's, look, I, I've got to tell you, those four home games I've been at, you know, crowds of above 60,000, place rocking, you know, it really is. I mean, it's been just a terrific, 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 uh, 
just the vibes and the enthusiasm of the fans. It's been really a, a cool thing. So I don't know how much more you can say to the fans, just be patient with us, but got to find a way. And the best way to do it is to win some games, starting Sunday against the Green Bay Packers. How do they beat the Packers? Well, the Packers have lost four straight, and they're really they're nowhere near what they were last year. You know, this is a team that's won 13 games three straight years, and they're not even close to that. I mean, not even – I went on their website uh, yesterday to listen to, listen to uh, Aaron Rodgers' you know, post-game press conference after they got beat on Sunday. Sunday night. just absolutely handled, too. And, and it didn't sound good. He said he felt like they had their vibe back. And practice last week. Like they had it back in the locker room before the game, and then with the energy and enthusiasm, but it just wasn't there for them. So I don't know what the Packers. Where do they turn? You know, two three years ago, when he he predicted that that, he, that they'd gotten off to a bad start, that they would in fact win the NFC North, and they did, beating the Detroit Lions in the last game. And they had another couple where he just spelled out to the fans, R E L A X. Well, that's not going down in Green Bay either. So. Packers have their problems, but nothing compared to what the Lions have. Yeah, they, they really need that win Sunday because if they get if Rodgers and the Packers decide to wake up and the Lions get rolled Sunday at home, same week you're trading Hawk, uh, another loss at home in front of those loyal fans, and you're still at the bottom of the heap in the NFL. At, you're you're building some roadblocks if you're Dan Campbell that are going to be tough to get by. That the only thing left now. That will convince the fans, media, anybody, maybe your own team, is win games. That's it. Just win, win games. games. Absolutely. Nothing. You know, nothing solves problems faster and better and stronger than, than winning games. Now, there's another dynamic on Sunday's game too. You know, the Packers fans, regardless, you know, whatever, you know, they've known mostly winning in the last, you know, since the last 22 or 23 years. You know, they've really and one of the most consistently winning franchises in the league, and their fans travel. And if they're, you know, if they take over Ford Field like they've done before, and and way back to the Silverdome too, and they're, and they're rocking, and the and the you know, and the, and the Packers are really you know just running roughshod over the Detroit Lions. It's going to be an awfully, awfully tough pill to swallow for the Lions. I'm not predicting that because I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's going to be a tight, you know, like a lot of those games at Ford Field have been, you know, a one-possession game, and I think it'll come down to that again. But but it, the, the possibility that it doesn't is just something that's in the back of my mind. Mike, uh, I've been a lifelong Lions fan at the age of 61, and it is sad the low points they can bring at us year after year. It really is, outside of an occasional nice run, you know, with Barry or uh, even Stafford, you know, early, you know, 2012-ish. The way they can find a way to do things to even lower the bar is frightening. No, I I agree with you. And, you know, huge when we went into the start of this season, I thought that two really strong points of this team were the offensive line and the receivers. And the receivers, I count tight ends. I think, you know, T.J. Hawkinson is is a pass catcher, not just a tight end. And it really hasn't worked out that way. The tight ends, have, I'm sorry, the, the offensive line has had injuries. I think they're playing well. I don't think they're playing great, but I think they're playing well. I mean, look, a lot of the success for what the offense has been able to do overall, running and throwing, you know, stems from the, the protection they get and the blocking they get from the offensive line. But certainly the receiver group hasn't really hasn't done what I thought it would do. Now, the injury to Amon Ross St. Brown had something to do with it. D.J. Chark. 
barely a cameo performance this year for a guy that, you know, a former Pro Bowl of the Jacksonville Jaguars. But really, what's he done? He's been injured. I think he's missed the last four games. Maybe it's five. And we'll see when we get him back because he's on injured reserve. So, and, and Josh, uh, Ray, or Josh Reynolds said flashes. He's been good, you know, at times. But has he really been what they thought he would be? I, I Not in my eyes. Now, they might have, have a different view of it. But I'm just speaking from my vantage point. So, you know, the things they thought would be strengths really haven't quite developed that way. Uh, but I'll, I'll give the offensive line a pass because of a couple of injuries. I'll tell you, that first half against the Dolphins, the way golf was throwing the football, fantastic. Yep. And then you watch lack of adjustments. Miami adjusted. They just owned uh, the second half. We'll see what happens Sunday against the Packers in downtown Detroit. You can follow everything Lions and the NFL at DetroitLions.com. Mike O'Hara, senior columnist insider, joining us on the Meyer Guest Line. Mike, appreciate the update. All right, huge thanks for having me. Yeah, just no, no adjustments. Look how good they looked. Jeez. Mm. You know, and and a lot of people say, well, they still need players. No, I, I think they need coaching more than talent right now. And I'm because I'm not looking at a Super Bowl champion. I said nine and seven. I thought when they were one and one, I upgraded one to ten and seven. But they need a coach who can maximize the talent. That's what they need. A head coach and assistants. Firing the DB's coach is you're beginning the scapegoat thing. I've never liked that. When coaches tell another coach to go and they're going to stay and get their paycheck, I think it says something about the head coach. And I, I've, I've told you for years about Patricia, and I'm telling you Dan Campbell is a good man. A guy I'd want to have beer with, play 18 holes with, or go see Metallica with. But he is not an NFL head coach. And if the Lions truly were smart, and if it is a teardown, and you're going to dump players, then dump a head coach who is 4-19-1 and and go give Sean Payton everything he needs and let him pick your GM. And I don't care about contracts because your coach's deals don't count against your salary cap. Get somebody who's been a GM and get a head coach who's been a head coach. The Lions being a testing ground isn't the right move by the Ford family. They got a testing ground down in Dearborn. And that's for their automobiles. I want your feedback from those across Michigan. What do you think of the Hawk trade? That's our Bud Light huge question of the day. Bud Light is served up in Detroit and across Michigan by Fabiano Brothers and other great distributors. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Basketball fans can turn a loss into a win with the king of sportsbooks. Hey, this is Matt Shepard. Just place a single first basket score or prop bet on any NBA game. If your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Just log on to your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Then, wager on any player to score the first basket in any NBA game. If your bet misses, you'll get up to 25 
$5 back in free bets. Turn game time into showtime with the king of sportsbooks. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Michigan only. This is a new and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. If you think you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Have you experienced Grand Rapids lately? The city is vibrant, growing, and offers up so much when it comes to entertainment, including two fantastic concert destinations, Van Andel Arena and DeVos Performance Hall. Just Google Van Andel Arena and DeVos Performance Hall. You can get a list of the current shows with tickets on sale. Also, DeVos Place is the go-to show and convention destination on the west side of the state. And if you want to experience GR, go to experiencegr.com and plan your getaway to Grand Rapids and West Michigan. And speaking of West Michigan, I do want to salute the West Michigan Sports Commission for their journey on bringing Grand Rapids major sporting events and building a brand that's big not only on the west side of the state, in the state of Michigan, but across America. Get more for your money every time you shop Meyer. Start shopping for the season's best holiday toy deals. Like buy one, get one 50% off when you mix or match select toys from Barbie, Nerf, Hot Wheels, Disney Princess, Coco Melon, and more. And pick up a meal that helps you feel warm and cozy with buy one, get one 50% off beef, lamb, or pork roasts. Whether it's gifts, roasts, or fresh produce, you get the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Get more for your money at Meyer. Exclusion Supply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Huge show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. We're all about huge opinions, big name guests. Remember, if you miss any interview, my rant on the hot trade to open up the broadcast. Our podcasts are free and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search the huge show where you download podcasts. But light, huge question of the day. What do you think of the Hawk trade? 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Bud Light, by the way, served up in Detroit and across Michigan by Fabiano Brothers and other great distributors. Uh, Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. Social network interactions are presented by the Denver Nuggets G League team, the Grand Rapids Gold. They now call Van Andel Arena in downtown GR home. And here in about 10 minutes, the doors will open up for free, an open practice, and a two-quarter scrimmage followed by an autograph session with the players and coaches with the Grand Rapids Gold at Van Andel Arena. Doors open at 5, everybody gets in free, and that goes to somewhere around 7 p.m. tonight with the Grand Rapids Gold at Van Andel Arena. Free, open practice for everybody. Go to John in Kalamazoo listening on 96.1 The Game out of Grand Rapids. You're on the huge show. 
Hi, Bill. Uh, just before I tell you my thought on Hawkinson, uh, real quick, last uh, Sunday I saw the first half of the Lions game, and then I had to stop because we were having guests over on the pontoon boat with margaritas, and I thought, oh, I can't wait to see the rest of this game later. So after we cleaned up from the party, I went back to watch the second half and got my first kick in the head from the Lions this weekend. And then the second one was, of course, was hearing about the hockey mm. break. So uh, I didn't hear when you started your show today. I was on the road, but uh, I, I thought I might have a thought that didn't get discussed. I mean, uh, you certainly mentioned why would you trade a guy like that to a division uh, rival? I mean, we spent a seventh uh, uh, first-round pick, seventh overall pick for him because he was supposed to be a, a, a generational tight end. I still think he has tremendous potential that hasn't been tapped. And here's what I'm adding that I don't know if you discussed this earlier. Tight end is one of the most difficult positions to learn in the NFL. And uh, you might remember all the talk about all the patients we were going to need after drafting him so high because it, it takes quite a while. for It takes two or three years for a tight end to come in. So here we are in a rebuild. It seems to me it would make more sense to keep him. And you also are going to want, would want him on the team to help with the new guy. I agree. Hunter, I said that earlier. Uh, thanks, I, Johnny. I appreciate the call and Kalamazoo listening on 96-1, the game out of Grand Rapids. Yeah, if, if you're going to get a quarterback at one, then you'd want a tight end for the bailout throw. I don't get it. I don't understand it. And those reveling in draft picks, thinking that Holmes and Campbell have four or five years to rebuild this, your blind faith and loyalty is part of the problem. Fords won't understand it until Ford Field is empty. That's it, unfortunately. And we'll see. If they get rolled by Green Bay on Sunday, uh, you'll see as many empty seats of you, as you've ever seen in Ford Field. Let's go to Joe and Muskegon on Michigan's West Coast, listening on 96.1 The Game out of Grand Rapids. You're on The Huge Show. Hi, Bill. Uh, this T.J. Hawkinson trade is kind of, it's one of the things that Detroit is doing. We, Me and my buddy were talking about it. They're going to trade somebody that they need, and they're going to trade him to a team that the player is going to come back, and he's just going to tear us up. He's just going to tear us up. And it seems like every time we get, I know we've been trying to rebuild, trying to rebuild. But every time we do this, we always end up giving our players away, and then they come back and torment us. I don't understand. I don't understand. No one understands it, Joey, and thank you and your friends for listening to Muskegon on 96 won the game out of GR. I don't get it. If you're rebuilding, why would you? All right, so Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell in the first two years of rebuilding have gotten rid of two other top five players. Right? Stafford and Hawkinson. We would say Ragnall is a pro bowler at center. Swift, right, healthy, if he can stay healthy. Uh, We don't know about Jamison Williams yet. So I'll go two of your top five, and you're rebuilding. With what? Draft picks that you hope you hit on that need two or three years to do it? Do you have six years? Has Sheila Ford Hamp told Holmes and Campbell they have seven years to build it? And I just added a year on. Amazing. 
Bill in Grand Rapids listening on 96 One The Game. You're on the huge show. It's impossible to understand. It's like uh, kindergarten. Instead of um, the teacher, you'd have a whole bunch of 50-year-olds sitting in the kindergarten teaching the class. That's what it would be like. So that's why nobody understands it. But it's not – I just don't understand why people go to the game. Hey, we got it. We had the last tight end. Uh, you know, it takes four years, five years for a tight end to uh, adapt. What did we do to that one? Well, we got rid of him. I think he was there for about four to five years, and we got rid of him. Uh, I I don't understand. Why would even people go to the Lions? Why would even people watch the Lions? They're what, what, what root for a bunch of losers. Now, you know one thing, Bill, and i got to get to a network TL. Thanks for the call in Grand Rapids listening on 96-1 the game. They're loyal. How about Dan Campbell's a former tight end and you don't want a top five tight end on your team? You want a draft pick because they want to deflect for you. They want this season to be about what Sheila Ford Hamp, oh, it's a teardown now. It's a rebuild. It's a teardown. Wait a minute. They're one and one with a double digit lead at Minnesota in a year where the NFC North is completely up for grabs. And today they trade Hawk. Amazing. 24-7, 24-7, everything you need when it comes to this show, including all 19 of our affiliates, is at thehugeshow.net. Big. Bad. Huge.